die! When the world needed a hero. The swallow us all! Anybody die! What it got was him. Groovy. This is my boomstick! Yeah! Hi, welcome to... Oh, shit, I just turned my Xbox on. Um, ah. Hi, welcome to Bomb Squad Matinee, episode number tres. Uh First one hosted by me, your host and master of ceremony, Tanner Richard Kraft, and with me I have... Hi, I'm Urban Shapiro. I help distribute Battleship Potemkin. Klaatu Verata... And I'm I'm in costume because I'm not gonna be on the Halloween episode. We're gonna miss Your you. costume sucks. Fuck you. That's Where are you fair. supposed to be? I, I'm, Your I'm mom. Bright, I'm Brightburn. Wait. And I'm and I'm also wearing a James Gunn related shirt. Yeah. So yeah, it's, you it's, are a Brightburn on my happiness. Damn. You know that is yeah. I, I hope I'm the bane of your existence. I, I hope I just shatter your happiness. I'm the bane of my own existence. Anyway, uh, if you couldn't tell by all the references, uh, like Boomstick and uh, Klaatuatu, uh, we, today we are talking about the best Evil Dead movie. Fuck you if you disagree. Army of Darkness. Well, I'm out. <laughs> all right, that's fair. T Tanner coming in with the hot takes right at the beginning. Um, I don't think it's that hot. It's pretty hot. It's sizzling, yeah. It's mildly sizzling. It's definitely on the McDonald's grill for hash browns. Um, I don't know where that one came from. Um, but before we get into our thoughts on the movie overall, um, I have two questions for you guys. Uh, <laughs> we were braced for this earlier. <laughs> one of these questions is completely irrelevant, but I want to hear your thoughts on it anyway. So number one. What's your favorite movie about a fucking buffoon, stupid little dipshit asshole, but not an asshole, just an absolute moron, but you love him. Favorite movie with that guy as a main character. And another part of the question is, what is your favorite Linkin Park album? Austin, we'll start with you. All right, I'm going to answer the Linkin Park one first. Uh, minutes, to mid minutes to Midnight, Don't Kill Me. Because um, it has hands held high on it, and I really, really like that song. Mm -hmm. So, um, as for favorite film where the main character is a big dumb brick, I actually have a serious soft spot for Pain and Gain, the Michael Bay film. Uh, I know a lot of people went crazy for Ambulance, but I think Pain and Gain might be the greatest thing he's ever done. Uh, just the way that film captures the essence of Florida is so perfect. Everybody's, like, drunk on materialism, superficiality, and the dialogue actually makes it seem like Michael Bay is in on the joke. Uh, shout out to my runner-up, Spinal Tap. 1970s rock and roll bands were not known for housing the best and the brightest among us. Back to you, Tanner. Good answer, good answer. Joe! Vrenik, what is uh, your favorite movie where the main character is just an absolute waste of space moron, but you love him? And also your favorite Linkin Park album. Uh, I'm going to get my favorite Linkin Park album out of the way. Uh, it's Transformers, the album. But <laughs> Good answer, good answer. Favorite uh, we're, 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 sticking on, we're sticking on the uh, Michael Bay train. Uh, anyway, uh, favorite movie where uh, one of the main characters of the movie is uh, Waste of Space, Waste of My Life, It's My Life. Uh, I, Boo! I, I, get uh, off the stage! I, I ruined I ruined the bit. I wanted to be like Tanner's the main character of that. I'm just giving you shit, buddy. I love you. No, uh, my actual answer to this, uh, there, there's a couple. Um, on the one hand, I could argue that Bill and Ted, any of those Bill and Ted movies, could fit into this category. Because, let's be honest, they're not the brightest bulbs in the bunch, but the thing about that, though, is they want to learn, they want to be smarter, and, and they're, they're kind-hearted souls. So I can't go out of my way to be like, oh yeah, look at this movie with a bunch of fucking idiots. No, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> so... I'm going with my second answer, and that's Big Trouble in Little China. And on the one hand, it's technically cheating, because when you really break it down, Kurt Russell's the fucking, like, side character of that movie. He's not really the lead, but he's made out, like, he's built up to be the lead. And yet he's the biggest goddamn buffoon of the whole movie. Hmm. He's basically the comic relief character that thinks he's the lead. <laughs> um, 
is constantly trying, like, he's taking charge, uh, <clears throat> kicking ass, sort of. Uh, the fucking final fight of the movie, he's knocked out for most of it, and he helps save the day in the end completely by accident. <laughs> Uh, and then on top of that, you get a really cool science fiction kung fu action movie. So uh, all around, you're you're, get, you're getting a good time out of Big Trouble in Little China. So that's my answer. Back to you, Tanner. All right, great. Thanks for uh, telling me that. I hate you, uh, Tim. I hate you too, what, buddy. I love you more, Tim. What is your favorite movie where the main character is just an absolute dipshit, fucking no thought, head empty? Just nothing going on in there. Three brain cells and four of them died seven years ago. Favorite movie where that main character is the archetype and also your favorite Linkin Park album. So when I first started getting into music, I uh, two of the first albums that I got into were uh, Hybrid Theory and Meteora. And I would definitely say Meteora is my favorite Linkin Park album. It's sort of an evolution of their style from Hybrid Theory but it hasn't uh, diverted quite as much as it did in the later albums. Uh, so that, that's my answer for that one. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of uh, prep time for this question. I've just been very busy today. But uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll give you a two-for-one on uh, dumb three brain cell characters. Uh, and that's Step Brothers, baby. Yeah. We got two absolute wastes of space motherfuckers living together who don't know how to adult. And they're gradually learning but they're being dumb as fuck and having karate fights in their basement. Uh, it's it's a fun time. It's uh, one of one of the best Will Ferrell movies from that period, I think. Uh, just just a lot of uh, goofy, dumb fun. Uh, back to you, Tanner. I got to hmm. admire the uh, more nuanced answer for the Lincoln Park question. <laughs> that question yeah. was sort of designed for Tim. <laughs> I I guess. I, I meant that more, and I knew you would have the more interesting answer. Um, I'll get it out of the way. My favorite Linkin Park album is either Minutes to Midnight, which was Austin's answer, or uh, alternatively, A Thousand Suns. Uh, my favorite, uh, fun fact, my first ever song I ever streamed on Spotify was Shadow of the Day off of Minutes to Midnight. This 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 episode's a train wreck. I love it. Ethan's going to hate this when he listens to it. I'm specifically trying to piss off Ethan. Anyway, favorite movie where the main character is just a cinnamon roll, no thought, head empty, just a absolute no brain, never had a brain, just absolute fucking lobotomized seven ways to Sunday movie is Rush Hour 2. Let's go with Rush Hour 2. There we go. <laughs> uh, mostly because of the blooper reel where the guy throws out the window and then Chris Tucker goes, he ain't going to be in Rush Hour 3. <laughs> funniest goddamn thing in the history of cinema anyway my actual answer to that question is not in fact rush hour two it's rush hour three with roman polanski no i'm kidding my actual actual answer to this question is army of darkness my favorite evil dead movie because it leans the most into the action tropes of the franchise along with the comedic tropes of the franchise so let's get right into it overall thoughts on army of darkness let's start with the group's residential evil dead expert joe Vrenick. just kidding tim sullivan uh yeah yeah army of darkness is a good time i like it a lot i was happy to revisit it for the episode um it's got a lot of really cool monster designs a lot of fun quips but i think what really makes this movie strong is its uh uh performances specifically dave bautista he plays a great dad in this movie you gotta love it shut the fuck up shut the <laughs> no i hate Never. you <laughs> I had to, I had to take a full circle. Army of Darkness, Austin. Army of Darkness. Or Army of the Dead. Fuck me. I said, you ruined me, Tim. <laughs> I had to take it full circle. Um, but yeah, uh, Army of Darkness, legitimately great movie. Um, I like the first two Evil Deads more, but this one is always a fun time. Uh, I, I mentioned this in my most recent um, letterbox review of Army of Darkness. I think it's the most, like, proto-Xena of uh the evil dead movies like it definitely uh leans into some of the stuff that like renaissance pictures would do with their like daytime tv shows just a lot of fun campy goofy like action comedy and um it's a real good time uh i'll probably have more to say in general discussion but uh in short army of darkness movie good movie bad it's the movie with the gun back to you tanner i agree anyway 
Let's go on to the only other person that's hosted an episode on the Evil Dead. Austin Zwiebelman. Huh? That's a lie. That it, The actual answer is Joe Frannick, but I'm saving him for last because fuck him. Austin, your turn. Fuck you too, buddy. I All love right. you so much. I am so sorry this is a train wreck. I want to say uh, I want to apologize in advance for what I'm about to do. I've actually never seen this film before just now. I gave it the old college try. I watched the theatrical cut and the international version. I watched all the special features from the various releases throughout the years. And I listened to the commentary with Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. And I tell you what, boys, this is not my can of nuts. I think Evil Dead, for me, always meant that there'd be some level of outrageous gore. You can tell that the franchise eventually calibrated to this setting permanently. Like, the Fede Alvarez remake is a fucking splatterhouse, and Evil Dead Rise literally ends in a wood chipper. So the idea of a PG-13 Evil Dead is like in that camp with PG-13 Robocop. Not ideal. And then to add insult to injury... Universal couldn't even bag the PG-13 rating, even though that's what Raimi and company were shooting for. So basically, you've got like a, a Matrix 1-ass movie where it's basically rated R, because somebody at the MPAA like had a migraine that day or something. So with the outrageous gore out the door, you're kind of left with like Three Stooges-style slapstick act. Sam Raimi's like swashbuckling spin on a Ray Harryhausen film. And the whole Outlander gimmick where a boneheaded man from Michigan has to interact with 14th century British people. And I just think the screenplay's a little too weak for that combination to turn into a winning formula. Uh, some of the Three Stooges moments are legitimately grating for me. Like Ashes running with the little Ashes or the, the goody little two-shoes dance makes me mad. Uh, the Ray Harryhausen stuff is admirable, though. I found the mix of, like, rod puppets guys in suits and stop motion actually kind of fun but that ending battle where like the shit goes down felt like it either overstayed its welcome or wasn't structured well or something i can't quite put my finger on it and the 20th century like bozo man time travel story really did have its moments uh but the movie fucked that up by keeping ash separate from his medieval cohorts for a lot of the second act so in the end i wasn't too hot on this picture but I'm not going to, like, throw the glove down yet on people who actually enjoy Army of Darkness. Because I've seen things in my time. Like, like the first time I listened to the album Yeezus, or the first time I saw The Exorcist. I am open to the idea that this might grow on me in time. Um, hell, it might even be as simple as, like, needing to just go watch this in a theater with a crowd of actual Evil Dead fans. But until then, I would say Army of Darkness is like the redheaded stepchild of Evil Dead movies. The way I see it, sometime after Evil Dead 1 came out, Sam Raimi and his friend thought naming a movie The Medieval Dead was too good to pass up, and this is basically them trying to make a symphony out of a two-bit joke. Uh, but, but that's just my opinion. Back to you, Tanner. All right, Austin, I have a follow-up question. Yeah. Why do you hate me? Why do I hate you? We agree yeah. on so many movies. We don't got to agree on all the movies. I have snipers trained and aiming at your head. Man. And also your pet chimpanzee's head. Bozo's going to get the business. Bozo Joe doesn't... Rennick. <laughs> Joe Rennick is a bozo. I agree. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Joe hey, Tanner. Rennick, what hey, is... Tanner. Tanner, ask me that question you asked Austin. We'll be here a while. Why do you hate me? No, I'm kidding. All Joe, right, let's go. Thoughts on Army of Darkness. All right, okay, so I'm going to bring the mood back, but I'll kind of stay in that little groggy area that Austin left behind. Okay, problems I have with this movie. It, it's not it, it's not as good as the previous films. It does lean a little bit away from the horror, which is sorely missed in this. Um, Ash, at a certain point, uh, gives a shit about the people around him, which honestly makes it a little less interesting to me i think it would be much more interesting if the entire movie he was just fucking selfish and then somehow everyone else like all the likable people around him save the day and yet he still gets he still winds up on top somehow but that's just a personal thing it's kind of like whenever like you see a mad max movie and then he starts to give a shit about people no that's not interesting i don't like it when mad max gives a shit about people he's just there for the gasoline um with that aside though i just it's a fun time i i think it's very fun um i guess you have to have kind of a certain taste for 
Three Stooges-esque, like, slapstick comedy. Because uh, it's like, if you're partial to it, then, yeah, like like Austin was saying, it'll probably get a little bit grading, grading on you if you're just kind of like, eh, about it. Um, <clears throat> but for me, I love that kind of slapstick. I love Three mm. Stooges-esque, like, comedy. Uh, specifically when Bruce Campbell is getting the shit kicked out of him. That is, it, it, it's like whenever I put Tanner in a movie and I just, like, throw shit at him and I hurt him somehow. It's always a good time. It makes me laugh. Uh, also, I think, I just think Bruce Campbell has a very funny scream. <laughs> he has, like, the funniest scream ever. Um, Objection! Yes. Funniest what? scream ever is in that leaked version of the Mummy trailer where Tom Cruise goes, Ah! You That's know, the funniest one. Okay, fair. Uh, everything else that I love about it, I love how expensive <laughs> and yet also cheap this movie is. Like, this movie has, like, grand, epic, like, fantasy sets. And yet, like, in the climax of the movie, they resort to just throwing, like, uh, model skeletons at Bruce Campbell and have him pretend to fight them. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, overall, yeah, no, I do really like this movie. It's fun. Um expensive but cheap uh wish there was a bit more horror but you know i had a good time and i can't complain back to you tanner uh i can complain about your opinions they're bad and you should feel bad i could say the same thing about you buddy that's true anyway this is by far the best evil dead movie uh for me personally Mm -hmm. funny that the best evil dead movie doesn't have the words evil dead in the title really funny how you think about that Tim, remind me, this was distributed by someone else other than the first two Evil Dead movies, and that's why it's not called The Evil Dead, right? Yeah, this one was distributed by Universal, and uh, in classic Evil Dead fashion, just lots of weird legal issues. Yeah, this franchise filled with them. Uh, yeah. Except it seems in a pretty safe place with Warner Brothers for now, at least. Fun fact, um, uh, Dino De Laurentiis was suing Universal and got this movie delayed by a year because Dino De Laurentiis made Manhunter, the early Hannibal Lecter film. And so while Universal was trying to make Silence of the Lambs, Dino De Laurentiis, the producer of this, was suing them, saying, I only have the rights to Hannibal Lecter. So, like, a couple movies got caught in that crossfire, and Army of the Dead was one of them. Army of Darkness. Army of the <laughs> Darkness, yeah. Army Army of the Penis. Agatha, yes. House of Army of the Darkness, yeah. This movie. Rise of the Rise of the War of for the Planet of the Rise <laughs> of the of the of the Levy of the Apes. Yeah. This is a goddamn train wreck. I'm so sorry. Anyway, Army of Darkness. Um I fucking love Army of Darkness. I got to see it in 35mm film earlier this year, which was sick. Mm-hmm. I believe Tim was also there. Joe, were you? Yes. I was. I was working it. Oh yeah! Yeah! <laughs> you gave I, I me my get... water! Yeah, I didn't get to fucking see it. <laughs> oh. Skill issue. Wouldn't let it happen to me personally. Anyway, get you were working all the way back eyes. then? Was it yeah. June? Yeah, that was June. I started oh, like Oh god, a... this is this is a disaster to listen to. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal. Everyone that was on board with Matinee is immediately off board as soon as Tanner starts hosting it. Anyway, um... <laughs> so you saw it on 35? That fucking owns. Yeah. No, it rules. Yeah. Especially because it was like an older cop. Well, I think they said it was struck in like 06 or 07, I think. So it wasn't yeah, too aged. Like it was like, it was struck for some special second edition run when they still had to do that in order mm. to put movies in theaters. Right. Um, um, but like one of the last times they had to do that because by the time Avatar comes out, Everyone's using digital, Um, but that's still a couple years before that happened. So uh, it was aged, but not too aged. There was like even like a little like fucking like like cigarette burn ass moment. I don't think that's the right term, but I can't remember. It it just it was aged in a cool way. Yeah, like it it was a high quality, but you could still see the grain. You could still see the scratches. It looked cool. Um, And this movie lends itself well to that, especially in Austin. Your issues with the effects could really be solved by watching a 35 millimeter version because the grain and the scratches kind of help cover up some of the flaws with the stop motion integration. That's that's totally fair. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, the process they did to get make the effects happen. I'm excited to talk about it in general discussion. Yeah. From a technical perspective, it's crazy. But I love oh, to it's see brilliant. It. It's brilliant. Um, but um. I think for me, this is Bruce Campbell's best turn in the role, uh, mostly because I think he's kind of given the most to do as a character. Yeah. Um, 
In the yeah. first two movies, it's kind of him just screaming and shitting his pants for two hours. <laughs> While in this one, it kind of feels like he has more of a character arc as he really becomes that hero archetype. Especially if you watch the supermarket ending version instead of the international version. Uh, I might get into this more in general discussion. I straight up just kind of don't like the international version ending. Uh, I much prefer the supermarket ending. What was that, Austin? The the original intended ending was the bummer ending, but I'm with I you. Know. I like the S-Mart ending more. The S-Mart ending, I think, is a more deserved ending. After everything Bruce goes through, everything Ash goes through in these first three movies, the fucker deserves a goddamn happy ending. Yeah. Like, what do you mean he's... D don't don't just say that about Ash. Say that about Bruce Campbell too. That man. Yeah, Bruce gone Campbell through, like, also deserves a happy ending, so but he much, got that IRL. <laughs> so much goddamn physical torment. Holy shit. I mean, I, I remember how the scene where Ash's face is being pelted with rocks? Sam Raimi actually threw potatoes at his face to try and piss him off. <laughs> I, I saw a meme where it was like a photo of little nerdy Sam Raimi and big handsome Bruce Campbell. And it was like, one of these people is a bully who's picking on the other guy and you won't believe which one it actually is. Yeah, no, that's so yeah. true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bruce deserves that happy ending. Um, I think all the action scenes are really fun. Again, mostly because of Bruce Campbell's choreography. His absolute steadfast commitment to the role is second to none. It's it, you are hard pressed to find more performances in the history of horror cinema and cinema in general that are this physically committed, just absolutely physically committed to sacrificing their body. Mm -hmm. Bruce is still paying for it all these years later. Yeah, um, that man wakes up sore every day and we thank him for it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but the rest of the cast is great, too. The like love interest that like turns bad. Love that. She's great. Um, just all the zombies, great. The main little bad guy, great. Um, I love Bruce's robot arm thing. It makes mm -hmm. no fucking sense. How does that work? <laughs> I don't know. How does a mechanic, how does like a medieval mechanic person build a robot hand? Look, don't look, know, don't care. It's sick as hell. Look, Tanner, the thing is, you don't understand these things like nuclear fission and quantum mechanics. Thanks <laughs> for the molecular structure. Listen, I like... Primitive screwhead. Like most movies, this movie gets it. What's the most important rule in cinema, boys? That's rule right. The rule of thirds. But after the rule of thirds, that's right, Tim. It's the rule of cool. <laughs> there we go. I, um, yeah, it's I it's just say, straight up... It's just straight up the, the gauntlet from Berserk. And I love it. I love that. <laughs> I wish he had a Cloud Strife Buster Sword, though. That'd be even cooler. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Bruce Campbell with the Buster Sword be like... Just get get that for the animated Ash vs. Evil Dead thing they're trying to make. Just let him, just let him be a, a shonen protagonist with a giant I, sword. I think Bruce Campbell should be... Not Ash Williams, but Bruce Campbell should be the protagonist of the next Final Fantasy game. Who's with me? Hell yeah. I'd actually no, play it. We're all in agreement. Good. Anyway, um, that's all I have to say before general discussion. So we're going to do a little ad break, and we'll be back. Bye, boys and ghouls. Hi, welcome back from the ad break for an ad. Moviepallet.com. Enter the code SQUAD15 to save 15% or more on cart... <sighs> off of your order when you go to purchase what Joe get, said get one for army of darkness get one for brightburn get one for don't get one for brightburn st louis blues do they have a movie sure who knows go uh, to the, movie their go to, 2019 go, stanley cup championship film sure go go to moviepallet.com get it made get 15 percent off your order when you type in squad 15 baby how the where the fuck did you get the St. Louis Blues from? Your fucking flag, man, in your background. Oh, hmm. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it, huh? Anyway, time for the section I'm calling Freeform Jazz. Does anyone have anything they want to play in the sock tube? All right, Austin, go ahead. There's there's a couple of stories about apparently there were some extras wilding wilding out on this production. Have you guys heard about the uh, two times that extras completely like fucking set the set on fire? Any of you? 
Okay. I haven't heard that. Can you tell me? <laughs> okay, okay. I just wanted to know. So fucking, there was, um, it was initially during the slave march. Bruce Campbell was marching with a guy, and this dude was just doing something wrong. Like, he couldn't hear Sam. So eventually, Bruce goes up to him and is like, hey, uh, you know what's going on here? Like, you're on a film set. And the guy's like, this isn't the military. Shut up. And Bruce is like, well, we're paying you, so please do what Sam says. And this guy ripped his fucking beard off, threw it on the ground, said, fuck you, and marched into the desert. And they had to get another person to replace him in the slave walk. Okay. But that- I, I was hoping that story would end with they had to find another. They had to get another person to find him or else he'd die. <laughs> he dehydrated. They didn't give a fuck. They didn't have a, bu- a budget to save the guy. Um, I don't give a fuck. This second story makes that seem like small potatoes. So one time, it was a night shoot. Bruce Campbell walked towards the castle. Guess what he saw? Two extras. This is while they were filming the fight scene. Gay sex. Just two dudes. Hell fucking yeah. In the castle one night. Just straight up. Um, what was this? Like 1990, 1989? Bruce Campbell walked in like, God damn! And I just can't believe the audacity. Like everyone's having 16 hour days in the desert. And these two dudes are like, Yeah! Like, imagine that. Jesus Christ. I want to imagine that was Bruce Campbell's. Not like, it wasn't like even the first time he saw gay sex. That was like his introduction to gay sex as like a concept. He didn't know it was possible until he walked in on them. He walked in on them and like, whoa, what the fuck? He's killing that guy. And then the guy's like, no, no, it's anal sex. It's different. It's sodomy. It's legal in some states. We're wrestling. Well, shit. I didn't know you could stick it in that hole. Yeah. I'm going to try this with my girlfriend. I'm gonna. Ooh, ooh. I put my boomstick up his bum. God, speaking. And of then boom. it went boom. Uh, you guys know the guy. That means from- it came. Ooh. Thank you, Tanner. That, that 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 totally didn't come across. Pun intended. You guys know the guys are blood, right? You guys know the guys are blood. Big yeah. red guys are blood. Of course, I know the guys are blood. Okay, that the wasn't. Lady. I pee at guys are blood every morning. You could have been useful a- on this set. I should see a doctor. I was gonna say you should see a doctor. <laughs> okay, so that geyser, like, wasn't in the script, man. So Ida Guerin, is that how you say Bruce Campbell's wife's name? Uh, Bruce Campbell's wife, she was the costume lady on this movie. Uh, she had only made singles for all the extras in that scene. As in, what they were wearing on their bodies was the only copy of their wardrobe <laughs> in the entire world. So when Sam Raimi was like, eh, fuck it, put a geyser of blood in there, who cares? Uh, she was shitting a brick. Because that, like, VFX blood they were using, it dries pink. It would have ruined any costume that it got on. And they did not have time to test it, so they didn't know who it would get on or anything. So everyone was scared. But fortunately, you can see this in the take. When the geyser goes off, the wind was blowing it away from all the extras. So the day was fucking saved by the wind. Hell yeah. Luckiest shit I've Uh. ever seen. I remember, like, before I watched the Evil Dead movies, I just saw some, like, gore compilation set to a metal song or something that had that geyser of blood scene. And I was like, I need to watch whatever the hell this is from. <laughs> so, um, M. Beth David Dits. Da- David, David, M- David Duchovny. M. Beth X-Files. Davis. The truth's out there, baby. M. Beth uh, Davis. Miss uh, Bonnie plays from Matilda. Like, and she plays, like, the... Sheila. Sheila, right? It's Sheila. Yeah. She- yeah. Whoever her she plays in the movie with the prosthetics and the nighttime, she actually contemplated to quit acting when they were filming this, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, it was such a miserable fucking time. But in uh-huh. later interviews, she's like, I'm glad I did it because everyone says such nice things to me about it. Aww. <laughs> there you go. Which is so wholesome. Army of Darkness being your first shoot is really like being born on, I don't know, negative fourth base. I don't know. It's like being born in a plane that's crashing. Like, Army of Darkness was 111 days of filming in the desert and having a bad time. Like, 16-hour days, every day, no breaks. There was actually one point where um one of the K&B makeup guys went up to Rod Tapper and was like, Sir, it's been 21 days since we've had a break. Please, can we have a break? And Rod Tapper was like, you know what? Yeah, we got to talk about this. And he walks off, and this guy is thinking he's going to go, like, tell Sam or ask Sam about this. And then later, the makeup guy's looking around, and he sees Rob Tapper driving off oh, beyond the desert as fast as he fucking can. <laughs> Rod's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Fuck All this right. shit, I'm out. But you guys know that um, uh, this film did the classic fucking like, film school bullshit, but since they're professionals, they can do this, which is where they not just shoot their wide shots, but they also shoot their close-ups at the same time. 
What? They uh, they shot their wides and their close-ups at the same time. And because of this, the boom mic had to be really fucking far out of frame. Right on. So because of this, Bruce had to wear a wireless mic. He had to wear a lav the whole time. Get this? The microphone was concealed within the chainsaw pole hook. Oh, Hell yeah. Huh. That's where the microphone is concealed on his body. I don't think there's any shots where you can tell, but it's in there. I wonder if it was, like, dangly, because that would be a dangly object coming from the chainsaw. That would, be, that would probably get a dog shit audio signal. But that is a really creative place to put a, a lav mic. It's a lav I mic. Think, right? I, think, I think it was, like, hidden, like, right at the area where he would pull. Fuck and they yeah. had, like, since he's wearing a dark blue shirt, they had some, like, black foam there to hide it, I think. God, yes. Um, Speaking of the chainsaw, I just want to say... I fucking love the bit where he jumps up and clicks into the chainsaw. It's so stupid, and I just love it every time. It's so stupid. You you know what? I love the fact that in order to make it look like the chainsaw was perpetually running, some guy had to had to blow tobacco smoke up Bruce Campbell's pants. There we go. That's how you do it. I like that it's specifically tobacco. I like to think that they got some like PA that had never smoked a cigarette in his life and said, "Here you go, kid. Newports." Oh my Here god. Go Johnny, smoke him up. It's like that King smoke of the Hill up, episode. Johnny. It's like that King of the Hill episode where Hank makes Bobby smoke a bunch of packs of cigarettes. Like he oh, takes they all get addicted. <laughs> the whole family gets addicted to cigarettes. I thought from what I can remember it's like if your kid is suddenly really into smoking, just make them smoke a carton in one sitting and then they won't like smoking anymore. <laughs> Classic Texas parenting ritual. Or they'll accidentally get addicted along with your entire family. Yeah, the secondhand smoke will make everybody realize lucky strikes means fine tobacco. <laughs> so did you know in the original draft of this movie, half of the movie was just a recap of the first two movies? What? What? Sam Raimi thought it... that Universal wouldn't greenlight a standalone sequel to a franchise they don't fucking own. That's fair. Yeah, that, uh, and also, an Evil Dead movie recapping the events of the previous movie? Why I never... Well, this Never movie still does it. that. It was just originally like, you know how people, and Tim, I know you're going to get angry at this, but people do say this. Say I, I, am a, I am aware. I'm aware of the thing. Evil Dead 2 is just a high-budget remake of the first one. That's what people say. Sometimes. Well, the idea behind the first half of Evil, of Evil Dead 3 was going to be a high-budget remake, an even higher-budget remake yeah. of the first two movies. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, that's just some straight say, that's some straight up silent night deadly night 2 shit just the first half is just the first movie <laughs> that's a good bit that's a good bit yeah uh, to be fair i i do think army of darkness would be better if bruce campbell said garbage day garbage it's day. garbage day <laughs> he says that before he strikes the killing blow yeah there was a there was an incident with a crane on set it was really bad um, oh, where a munchkin hung himself? Yeah, there was a, a peacock from the zoo, and for years people thought uh, the Wicked Witch caught on fire. There was... Uh, <laughs> they were filming that shot from the end of uh, Evil Dead 2 where Bruce and the car, like, plop out of the sky, right? And fucking... Yeah. Um, they wanted to do it again, but on a higher budget and to, like, control the pace better. So they bring in this big, like, fucking 80-ton crane, and they're gonna drop the car, and they're standing around, like, getting the shot ready, and then they hear the crane starting to tip over, and the crane falls over with the car into a fucking crevasse, into a fucking pit. The crane is gone. 80-ton crane. They have to wheel in a bigger crane to get the crane out of the pit. So... Well, Master Qui-Gon always said there's a bigger crane. Get this, though. So they start using that crane to drop the car, right? Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no. No! No, no, they get the shot. It's fine. This is where things get bad. So they've got it in the can. It's developed. The editor and Sam are looking at it later, and the editor's like, hey, the one you guys shot for Evil Dead 2 is actually still better than this. And that's what's <laughs> in the finished movie. <laughs> They they destroyed a crane and still didn't use the footage. <laughs> That's fucking incredible. Anyway, uh, Austin, I know your opinion on this, but I want to hear the Joe and Tim opinions. S-Mart ending or sleep too long ending? Um, I'm going for S-Mart. Like, 
I don't hate the sleep too long ending, just like on a conceptual level. Like I kind of went into this on the Evil Dead Rise. Like I think uh, th there's there's a, my theory that the timeline forks at the two endings where. Uh, you you get Ash vs Evil Dead from the S Mart ending, and you get the the reboots from the uh, Slept Too Long ending. Um, so just on that like nerd level, I kind of like it, but I definitely think that uh, the S Mart one is the better ending. And uh, like me and Joe watched a movie that turned out to not be good uh, called My Name Is Bruce, uh, but that movie ends with a scene where. Um, like, there's going to be an unhappy ending, and Bruce is like, no, no, cut this. We need a happy ending. So it's what Bruce wants. Hell yeah. I agree. Joe? <laughs> uh, what Tim said, though, I want to add something on to uh, the uh, I Slept Too Long ending. <laughs> that ending, to me, feels a little bit more Evil Dead than the Smart ending. <clears throat> it, it feels yeah. like it, it, it dips its toe more into the previous two films in, over the Smart ending. Because, yeah, it's like when you really look back on, like, the last three Evil Dead movies, all three of them, well, if you're not, if we're not talking about the S-Mart ending, all, all three of them end with, oh, Ash fucked up somehow. Mm -hmm. And it honestly kind of fits with his character throughout, like, the whole movie, the whole movie, like, trilogy. Because yeah. the whole, essentially, the whole fucking thing is Ash as a character devolves every single fucking movie starts out as a relatively competent guy gets dumb but is still competent and then he gets really fucking dumb and it just keeps uh, fucking going what's the I, funniest gag in the movie for me it's when he's at the grave and he has to remember the the, the key spell words and he's like <laughs> skeleton hands yeah. when they're popping out from all directions that's my that's, favorite that's a good one God. That's a good bit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think I think I am going with the uh, Klaatuvrata. <laughs> it's just a classic. Jesus Christ! Uh, favorite bit for me. I do like the uh, the hands coming out of the grave. I do like the Klaatuvrata. Tiny uh, Bruce is a good bit too. I was gonna say I was gonna mention the tiny Bruce's because if we uh, we weren't gonna do it, uh, but yeah, the tiny Bruce's make make me laugh. I, I know they don't make some people laugh. I get it. It's a little too ridiculous. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. There's just something about Bruce Campbell ham it, hamming it up when he's playing an evil character and his voice getting higher pitched. That makes me laugh. And it's also Bruce Campbell tormenting Bruce Campbell, which is hilarious. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But then again, I, honestly, I think my favorite bit is probably... Um, the uh the cheapness of part like that final battle where it's literally they're throwing like model skeletons at bruce campbell <laughs> yeah so you guys well, know speaking of bruce can okay, i can i actually i, I want to keep going on about this uh for like the cheapness of this movie because yeah it is expensive but man is it also cheap uh like you can kind of like tell in like certain areas where it's like oh they didn't have a stunt double that day because literally in the pit scene you just see people just like willingly jump into it <laughs> it's like they're supposed to be pushed into the pit but no it's they're just like poke oh okay jump oh it's a backflip uh-huh <laughs> it, it purposefully backflips into the pit <laughs> so the climactic sword fight at the end at arthur's castle where uh you know where bruce does his thing yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, fun fact: Bruce actually suffered a cut on his face. Yeah. Yep. During that, mm. and had to be taken to a hospital <laughs> to assess the damage. Mm -hmm. At the hospital, someone needed to point out to the doctor where the injury was because of all of the special effects scars and cuts on Bruce's <laughs> face. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's That'll just fucking hilarious. I. Uh... Joe, Joe, Joe was talking about how um, Ash sort of devolves as a character, and I'd like to expound on that a little bit. Like, I think in the first movie, he's, like, relatively competent, but he's also, you know, uh, just, like, a green, wet behind the ears, doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And he's then guy. In, And then in two, he's, like, dumber, but he's a little bit more, like, heroic. And then... It's like it's like there's a graph where he gradually gets dumber but stronger. 
dumber but uh, better at killing demons. It, it's, it's the it's the himbofication of Bruce Campbell. Don't don't get us started on uh, Ash versus Evil Dead and his dumbness there. You know, you yeah. want to talk about himbo Bruce Campbell. One of the most iconic lines of this movie is "Give me some sugar, baby." You know? Oh yeah. Um, fun fact: Sam Raimi apparently came up with that on the spot. Yeah. And when he told Bruce to say it, Bruce's response was apparently, "That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard." Yeah. But Sam Raimi yeah. insisted that he say it. Yeah, Listen, he's not I, wrong, but it's fucking great. It's perfect. Also, Listen, first and last studio film to ever star Bruce Campbell. What were you saying, Tim? Yeah. I was just going to say, like, listen, I use that line. It works. I think the thing that makes it so crazy is that they basically just got into a tiff. Like, she just slapped him, walked away, and then he goes <laughs> straight to give me some sugar, baby. Like, uh, what were you going to say? The romance speak, in this is of, fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, speaking of like lines from this movie that I just use on a regular basis now, um, so th if the the real fans who watched my Sonic videos, you you know that I got a cat recently, um, and uh, there's two things that I like to say to my cat fairly regularly. Uh, one is when I'm walking out the door, I quote Oppenheimer and say, "Try not to blow up the world." Uh, and uh, number number two. When she's committing war crimes in the house, I say, lady, I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. <laughs> you know how the, the composer of this movie is Joseph Loguka? Joseph Doluca. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on the poster, it's misspelled as Joseph Doluca. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Honestly, every time I see his name, it's like Dua Lipa, where I want to flip it around. Like, I... Lua Deepa? It's something like that. Dua Lipa, Leah Dupa, some shit like that. Duolingo? Duolingo, Barbie. Um, this movie could shit, I need to Duolingo. do Duolingo. What is it? <laughs> don't, uh, don't do it now. You're recording. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. So even if you, like, watch this in 4K, like a transfer from the negative, it's pretty grainy. Uh, that's because a vast amount of this film's special effects were achieved using a process called IntraVision. Have you all motherfuckers ever heard of IntraVision before? Anyone? No. Right? Wow. So it's this front projection system that lets you overlay actors in front of, like, pre-shot footage or photos. But you can also put a layer of footage in the foreground as well. Uh, so, like, you ever used After Effects before, basic compositing tools? It's like, you put a little PNG in front of them, you put a little fucking video behind them, right? That shit's super easy to do now that we have digital compositing programs. But back in the day, doing this optically, there was, like, a whole complicated process. Uh, like, matting, beam splitters, all this shit. Giant stage. Special, like, facility. Um, but it lets you say, like, film inside a miniature, and it looks huge. Then you drop your actor on a stage where it now looks like they're walking around in that miniature environment. Like, some, oh. some other notable examples of IntraVision that might help you put this, like, together in your head are um, the train scene in Stand By Me. The, obviously, those kids weren't in front of a train. Uh, the bus crash and the fugitive, but get this, the intro to UHF with Weird Al, the Raiders of the Lost Ark thing, it was filmed in a miniature and he was put in there using IntraVision, the technology from this movie. So, I'm um, sorry, uh, I'm sorry, so you're telling me those kids were not in front of a train and stand by me? Actually, fun <laughs> fact, the train hit the camera. The crew actually had to jump out of the way because they, they misestimated that the train could stop in time before it would hit the filming thing, and it didn't. It fucking just plowed right through it. So That's it, incredible. It's really good that the kids weren't there on, on you know, location that day. All right. So, guys, which Ted Raimi cameo in this movie is your favorite? Because there's, like, four of them. My sword or whatever the fuck. You have my steel. Uh, you have my steel. You have my You're... schmeat. You have my giant Ted Raimi schmeat. I'm packing nine inches. I'm out. Oh. Tim, what's your favorite Ted Raimi cameo? I mean, the one that comes to mind is just at the very end. It's like, did you say the words right this time? That's a good one. God. Um... You know, actually, fun fact, according, I'm pretty sure if you listen closely enough, when Bruce Campbell coughs that third word, I'm pretty sure he actually says the correct word. He just wasn't very confident in himself. Nick too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, it sounds like, I'm like, you can barely make it out, but I think he says Nick too. Gotta leave him guessing. Gotta make it ambiguous. Since you guys wish on... they made the fourth movie where he fought with robots? Yes. Yeah! 
Yeah, that was going to be ooh, so good. Joe. That was also going to be the plot of season four of Ash versus the Evil Dead. Fuck. Rip. Uh, since we were on the topic of quotes, do we all have a favorite quote? Or this uh, is or, my boomstick! Or honestly, quotes that we, uh, since Tim brought it up, do we have quotes from this that we use every day? This is my boomstick. Every time I have sex with a woman. Yeah, this is my boomstick. So is never. The one that ran into me back back forever ago. Yeah. Also, yeah, give this, me some sugar, baby. Give me some sugar, baby. Hail to the king, baby is another great one. Yes. Uh, yeah, God, hail to the king is great. My name is what? Ash, and I am a slave. What? Oh my God. What <laughs> one that I use often? Uh, whenever I, I I suspect something's going wrong, it's it's a trick. Get an X. Um, oh. The other one I used on my ex best friend, which is honey. You got real ugly. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I like I like the one where he goes. Ah! You know when Bruce Campbell does that, that's pretty good. London Bridge is falling, falling down. down. Falling down. down. Falling down. My fair lady. <laughs> Perfect. Um. <laughs> no notes. Uh, no notes. This is great. Uh, I love you all. Uh, you know that uh, the the Linda in the prologue. Yes, Bridget Fonda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh you, my I, God, did, yeah. I just I just I just found this out five seconds ago. That's Danny Elfman's wife, apparently. That's Danny Elfman's wife. Yeah, Bridget apparently. Fonda is Danny Elfman's wife. I never knew they were married. <laughs> yeah, I've 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 mentioned this before. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show before, but uh, four different women have played Linda in live yeah. action. Pray for Bruce. That man has had to kill four different Lindas. You know that S Mart is a real grocery store chain. Oh yeah, Shop Smart. But in Mexico, yeah, Smart. I think it was originally supposed to be Kmart because, like, when whenever Bruce Campbell talks about like the S Mart scenes, he always says Kmart. So, uh-oh. you know what? It it has big Kmart vibes. Uh, however, can we all agree? So there are multiple versions of this movie uh, name. There's like, like th- this four movie. Of them. So the the big one we all know is Army of Darkness. I believe in the UK it's called Army of Darkness colon the medieval dead right there's some kind of third one but my personal favorite is the japanese name which is captain supermarket captain supermarket that's my personal favorite holy shit (laughs) yeah greatest title ever that owns so is this like this seems to be like the only movie with like medieval zombies that's actually back in medieval times I was trying. To I'm find, aware of. I was trying to find like another one that might have influenced Sam Raimi, and I came across this 1978 film called Tombs of the Blind Dead, where the mm. the medieval Knights Templar are like they're drinking blood to be immortal, and then they're like they fucking sit in a tomb for a long time. And Spanish people in 1972 turn these medieval knights into zombies, and they run around killing people. It spawned five sequels. Or four sequels, five films total. But it's the only thing, like, close with, like, medieval zombies made before um, Army of Darkness. Not Army of the Dead. Um, uh, stop doing that. Zack Snyder changes have directed person. this movie. And, I and, can't believe I just fucking said that. And what's crazy, it's Tomb of the Blind Dead. The American release title was just The Blind Dead. And it's in the Evil Dead font. It's so cool. <laughs> Get it anyway, on Blu-ray now. Ja- oh, get it now on video and DVD. <laughs> Why'd they, you should like- a, they should put it on a Disney DVD so we can u- watch it using Disney's Fast Disney's Play. Disney's Fast Play. Your f- motion picture and its selection of bonus features will begin momentarily. There we go. Hi, I'm it. Bruce Campbell, and this is my boomstick, and you're watching the Disney Channel. And then he draws the Mickey Mouse ears with his penis. Aww. <laughs> That's that's one direction to take that bit in. <laughs> no, that's a band. That's a band. Uh, 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 uh. uh Oh, one last thing. Dark Horse presents fifth anniversary special edition as one of the items found in Ash's car. That is oh. the first ever comic book to to uh, that comic includes the very first installment of Frank Miller's Sin City. Fun fact. Hell yeah! Nice. Good thing to carry around. Final thoughts, Joe. Go. All right, uh, moving on. Tim, go. Your mom. All right, Joe, go. Uh, movie good. Movie fucking good. Uh, go see it. Yeah, if you're gonna watch all the Evil Dead movies, watch that one too. Uh, good times. Uh, 
yeah, good times. Uh, I'll I'll see you guys after Halloween. Tim, go. Yeah, this was a good one to revisit. I always love watching the original trilogy around uh, Halloween time. Uh, I had a good time with this. Uh, I I have the 4K of that as well, uh, in addition to my 4K set of the um, first two movies up there. Uh, I, I got the Steelbook for Army of Darkness. Um, uh, and uh, like Tanner mentioned, uh, I did get to watch this uh, at the 35mm screening, and... Uh, for a long time, this was the only Evil Dead movie that I hadn't been able to see in a theater. Like, it wasn't like being played uh, anywhere that I could find it. Uh, so I'd seen the first two a couple times, and I'd seen the two newer ones. Uh, but I was finally able to catch this one in thirty-five. That was that was a great experience. Um, if you if you have the opportunity to see it on big screen, I'm sure it plays. It'll play well with a crowd. It played well with our crowd. Um, as do, you know, all the Evil Dead movies, but, um, it's just a fun, fun, spooky time. Uh, back to you, Tanner. All right, good shit. Austin. They wanted to make the Medieval Dead, but after 111 days of busting their butts in the deserts, all they ended up making was mid. True shame. R.I.P. in peace. Get back to me in five years. There's a good chance I'm fronting right now. Back to you, Tanner. Trying to fucking cast a curse on you. Hold on. I'm trying to... <laughs> it's me. Uh, Austin curse. Austin curse. Austin curse. One movie I did actually recently like and find funny was Freddy Got Fingered. It's actually I want a you to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> movie groovy. It's the best Evil Dead movie. Hail to the king, baby. This movie gave me some sugar. Nice. Nice. But, but, <gasps> you want to know who else is going to give me some sugar? Who? Yo! <laughs> Joe was like, whoa! Yeah, I, I intentionally did that. I played into the bit. <laughs> <laughs> Penis, the person watching slash listening to this episode of Bomb Squad Matinee. If you're watching it on YouTube, thank you. If you're listening, thank you. Go to our Patreon. Give me money. None of these other guys. I steal all of it. Go to the count and comment section below. Let me know what's your favorite Evil Dead movie. Uh, do you love Army of Darkness? Which ending do you prefer? And finally, um, do you like Bruce Campbell's Schmidt? Comment below and let me know. And if you're watching this Ray. video... Shut the fuck up. Everyone got giant shmeat. They packing big money monsters in this one. Okay. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell icon. Thank you very much for watching. Tune in next week when we... Tanner, that's a Fallout Boy song. My songs know what you did in the dark. So Halloween, ween, ween. We're Halloween, ween, ween. We're doing, we're doing... We're doing Halloween. Good night. Hail to the Hail king, baby. Well. See you later, Joe.